0: Baker Botts LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Burge, coming to you not from my closet in Joshua Tree, California, but from an actual, real live hotel room in Austin, Texas. This is the next episode in our Fast Facts series. The goal of episodes in this series is to break down recent developments or convoluted legal issues in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode falls into the convoluted legal issue bucket. My colleague from our San Francisco office, Julie Cress, is joining me today to provide a quick 101 on the California air regulatory regime. I know, for everyone who's doubting that's a topic for 15 minutes or less, I hear you. But we are going to take this in bite-sized chunks. California excels in alphabet soup. We're just gonna get it out there. And for those new to the market, it can be difficult to understand where the authorities of the California Air Resources Board CARB, and and the authorities of the Air Management Districts begin, which we generally call the districts. So today, Julie's going to provide a quick primer on who these agencies are, what each agency does, and how their authorities differ. And she's just the perfect person to do this because she actually worked for both of them. So with that, Julie, thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks, Megan. Happy to be here.
0: All right. You ready to start the timer? Let's do it. All right. So, Julie, let's start with an overview of Carbon the Districts. Who are they?
1: Okay. This is a common question that comes up. And to be honest, I started my air career in California at a local air quality management district, at the Bay Area Air Quality Management District. And I didn't know what CARB did at the time. And then I went to work for CARB and I even still didn't know what CARB did. And 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 I I had that in the interview.
0: But wait, you didn't say (laughs) that in the interview, I'm sure. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) not at all. But I quickly learned what these two entities do. And they aren't just two entities as, you know, the air districts are many and CARB is one. But if you're new to California, it, it takes some time to, to really get a hold of what the differences are between the two. So at its core, CARB is the state agency that's responsible for air pollution control in California. It's the designated air pollution agency under federal law, under the Clean Air Act. And it's one of the agencies that is under the Cal EPA umbrella. So Cal EPA serves as an umbrella agency over CARB, over the Water Board, over DTSC, the Department of Toxics and Substance Control. We have the Office of Environmental Health and Hazard Assessment, a number of different agencies, but CARB at, at its root is, is this, the designated state agency, and with that, it is also the designated agency that's responsible for one of the biggest things in, in the clean air world is the preparation and submission for approval of the state implementation plan for California.
0: All right, so that's CARB in a nutshell. Now, moving on to the districts. So the districts
1: are uh, small single-county districts or multi-county districts or unified air districts. Sometimes they're called air pollution control districts. Sometimes they're called air quality management districts. There are 35 of them across California. Many folks recognize the big three, the Bay Area Air Quality Management District, the South Coast Air Quality Management District, and the San Joaquin Valley Air Pollution Control District. Um, There's a number of them. You may not have to deal with the smaller county districts like Tehama County or Imperial County or Sonoma County has its own. It's broken up into... A portion of it is in Bay Area, and then the it's got its own district there as well. But the air districts are just that. They were, they're like these little mini governments in and of themselves. They operate pri- fairly separate from CARB. There is some overlap, but for the most part, they're two different uh, types of entities. The air districts were here first, Los Angeles County. Air pollution control district formed back in the 40s, the late 40s, the Bay Areas Air District was formed in the 50s, well before CARB and EPA ever existed. So there's been air quality legislation on the books through the Health and Safety Code, and these air districts have been doing it for longer. So they've the, you know, California decided to leave them in place and and keep using that structure here differently than what other states do, where there may be just one single agency that manages all of the air.
0: In some ways that explains a lot. We talked about who these agencies are. Let's transition to our next topic, which is what does each agency do? Okay. Well, there are
1: definitely nuances, as there is with everything in in the law and, and with public agencies, but I think at its most basic level, you can break it down by the type of source that each uh, entity regulates. And then in some instances, there's a division of authority by pollutants. There's some dual authority for some types of sources, but the at its, at its core, if you were to look at it by type of source, CARB is responsible for mobile or vehicular sources and fuels. And we all know CARB is on the forefront of studying Motor vehicle emission Uh, standards—that's always a hot topic—and with respect to the California waiver, EPA's approval of California's emission standards for motor vehicles, and they're leading the way on regulating heavy-duty vehicles. But California also regulates the composition of fuels that are used in California, both standard gasoline and diesel, but also low-carbon fuels and renewables. And the districts are pretty much responsible for everything else within their boundaries, within their designated geographical boundaries. And I say that, it's in, and it is in somewhat literal sense, the statute says that the air districts have primary responsibility for control of air pollution from all sources other than emissions from motor vehicles. The districts are the primary regulators of those in the sense of they are issuing your permit to operate. They are enforcing your permit conditions, and so what I hear a lot is from people who are new to California. You will often hear um, questions about getting a permit or questions about um, how to uh, how to modify a source, and, and you know, you'll hear folks say, "Well, the Air Board." Won't give me my permit, or the air board is <laughs> taking a really long time to give me this permit. And my ears perk up because in California, air geeks speak or airheads speak. When somebody says the air board, that's CARB. And CARB doesn't issue permits to stationary sources. So it's always the air district or a air district that's doing the, the stationary source level of permits and local regulation. CARB has the vehicular sources, the districts have non-vehicular sources, there are a couple of types of sources where there's joint authority, for example, portable sources, there's, there's a space where you could have a portable generator that has a registration through CARB to move around the state and operate pursuant to this registration. But a local air district could, could decide that it's a stationary source in, in the application that you're using it for at your facility, and it's subject to a permit to operate. So it gets a little complicated.
0: Yeah, it's just hypothetically, like, we might have talked about something like that last week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. So, so there's that. Another area of gas stations. Carb is responsible for certification of the vapor recovery systems. Many folks understand that California has a bit more robust requirements on hoses. When you fill up your tank in California, they're required to be certified hoses. Those certifications come from CARB. The vapor recovery system at gas stations is all regulated by CARB, but the districts then permit the gas stations themselves. And regulate all of the permit conditions and and other regulations that are that gas stations are subject to. So there are that's another area where there is sort of overlapping regulation. And since you mentioned that, Megan, there are plenty of areas where you will have a facility that is subject to carb regulations and district regulations. So this kind of is a segue into my next division of authority, which is by pollutant and for greenhouse gases. While the district can regulate greenhouse gases, their carb is is really the heavy carrier when it comes to regulation of greenhouse gases. That was all authorized by AB 32. Carb's responsible for the scoping plan uh, and for adopting AB 32's regulations. That's where we got the cap and trade regulation and the low carbon fuel standard and a number of other early action measures that came out of ap32 with respect to greenhouse gases so for for many facilities they're subject to cap and trade and also subject to district regulations so they're constantly dealing with both agencies and and having to you know navigate through the rulemakings, the associated rulemakings of any given district and if you're a company that has a number of facilities in California, then you're probably dealing with CARB and several districts all at the same time. So it gets to be a little complicated.
0: It's an opportunity to have more relationships with more regulators.
1: <laughs> yes, because that's what everybody wants, right? That's what everybody
0: <laughs> wants. Okay, Julie, we've talked about who these agencies are. We've talked about what they do. Let's talk about how do they differ?
1: So. I think at its most basic level, the districts, uh, and I wanna focus on the districts here because the districts are not just another arm of CARB. They are not just enforcers of state regulations. The districts are their own little mini governments, in and of themselves. They have essentially three branches of government they have a legislative body their governing board every district has a governing board the governing board by statute exercises all powers of the district but what often they are doing the most of is adopting regulations and they are adopting regulations unique to each individual air district so air districts will put out an air quality management plan depending on what the what their attainment status is, what the, you know, inventory of emissions is in their respective geographical region and what issues they need to tackle and then they will pursue regulations to tackle those. So you could have as a source if you have multiple sources in California, you could have one district that regulates the exact same type of source differently than another district regulates it. By differently I mean they may have a a widely different emission standard that you're subject to in the Bay Area as opposed to what San Joaquin Valley is is imposing. But these legislative, the governing board, adopts the regulations of the district. There's also judicial, quasi-judicial arm to every district, and that is this entity known as the hearing board. And the hearing boards have limited authority. The bulk of them do requests for what's known as a variance, which is a reprieve from penalties in, a, in certain situations if you are in violation of state law or local district regulation or a permit condition. And... This was an unforeseeable event or beyond your reasonable control. There are specific findings that a hearing board has to make, but if the hearing board issues a variance, they will allow you to. That variance would allow you to continue to operate out of compliance without penalty. They also issue abatement orders, which sort of act like injunctions, and you know those are reserved for severe cases of noncompliance. And they can hear permit appeals. So that's the the sort of judicial body that each air district has. And then you have their executive branch, the executive officer commonly called the air pollution control officer, which is responsible for observing and enforcing all of the air district's rules, hearing board orders, permitting requirements. They're the big face of of the district. They are responsible for, you know, making sure the district does what it's supposed to do and also to the board and following the lead from the governing board. And I should mention governing board. There's the Air District governing board, not CARB, the board, the board as CARB.
0: (laughs) I think everybody should just show up in California and just erase the word board from their lexicon and they'll be okay. (laughs)
1: Yes. So that's really one of the biggest differences between them.
0: All right. Well, Julie, you're awesome. We are at time. Nicely done. And now that you've shared all of this knowledge about California's air regulatory regime, I thought I would quiz you on what else you know about California. <laughs> oh, dear. I know. I, for it. the listeners, I, I warned Julie that this was coming, but I did not tell her the questions. And by warned her, I mean told her last night. So <laughs> she's, She gets full kudos for cooperating in my nonsense. All right fill in the blank on the following. California is the blank economy in the United States. Fifth. Nope. Largest economy in the United States. You're talking about in the world.
1: In the world. (laughs) (laughs) You got me.
0: (laughs) I got you. That's right. All right. Next one. It is the blank capital of the world. Almond. Avocado. Ah, okay. There's a, apparently we need to hit up the festival. Um, It looks yeah. fun when I was Googling. Okay, last one, I promise. The world's largest tree is located in blank National Park. It's the coin. Yes, Park. good job. You got one out of three. It's a winner.
1: You win. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I am not a native Californian. I've been here for 20 years, but I grew up in Illinois. So I'm still, I guess I have some work to do on my California trivia.
0: (laughs) Thank you for playing along with my quiz. And for all the listeners at home, I'm sure all of you got three for three. All right, Julie, we're at the end of the podcast. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge about California today. Before we close out, what piece of advice do you want to leave listeners with? I guess
1: perhaps, Getting to know your local air district, getting to know CARB, trying to get to know people there and having human contact with them to the extent you can, um, can go a long way. Because there, in my experience with working at the air district and, and CARB, there are a lot of people there that, that care and want to help.
0: All right. Thank you, Julie. So if listeners have questions that they would like answered in a future fast facts episode, so maybe we'll bring Julie back for California one Oh two. Please contact me. You know where to reach me. And with that, I am Megan Burge and thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this Baker podcast for more information on Baker practices. Please visit us at BakerBots.com. for over 180 years. Through 13 offices in nine countries, Baker Botts has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by Baker Botts LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.